Hello, everyone. This is Mark with Speak Brave Podcast. Welcome to another edition. And I'm here with my friend, John Morrow. John, how are you? I'm fine. All right. I'm Every- excellent. Okay. Are you ready for another podcast? Actually? I am ready. I Long am- overdue, actually. Yeah, yes, yes. It's, it's been a while since we uh, recorded. But you know what? I want to get back right into the swing of things mm-hmm. and get to the point. Got an interesting subject here. Yes, we do, John. Um, today's topic is the six mastery skills you need to succeed in business. Would you like to succeed in business, John? I'd like to succeed in everything. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, are you a, are you in business right now? I am. Yes, yes. And how, how is it going for you? I'm a work in progress. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what are the biggest challenges that you have encountered in your business right now? Getting my message in front of the right kind of people and getting an economic buyer who will pay me for the message because of its credibility. Okay. And your business is in professional business speaking, right? Yes. So that's that's what you focus mm-hmm. on. Okay. Well, I want to invite everyone to join us on this journey um, of looking closer. What are the business skills that you need to think about, mm-hmm. cultivate, nourish, and nurture within yourself and within your team yeah. for success? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to get started? I'm ready to get started. Okay. So, John, let's start with the first one. Um, we're going to talk about six of, six of them. And the first I one... I thought he was going to say sex. Well, six, sex, get it. I thought we're going to talk sex of them. Friends, this is not that kind of show. Okay. This is not that kind of... I know John... You know I would go there. Yes. He he, he does. That's what happens when people get old like me. (laughs) Sorry. The only thing that would be worse if Grigori decided to show up. Yes. uh, Some (laughs) friends, you know Grigori, um, a lovely friend from... Lovely. Motherland. He, he would take offense to that. Yes. Yeah. Why don't we? <laughs> He's bring, very manly. Why, why don't we bring Grigori for a minute? Okay. So why don't? We, can you get the Grigori? Do you mind? Grigori, where are you? Okay. I'm over here. Well, come over here for a second. Sit down. Okay. Now, for those of you that are watching on camera, you know who this really is. But that's okay because those of you that listen by way of podcast. You have no idea who I am, but I am Gregory Gregory. So, Gregory, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Um, today, topic, uh, John, I don't know if John told you, but we're going to talk about the business skills you need to succeed. He told me that you right. said that I was okay. handsome or beautiful or right. something like that. <laughs> he I, I take offense at that. Okay. Gregory, Gregory, um, let me ask you, have you ever had business in your life and did you... How did you? How did it go for you? Did you fail? Did you? Will you succeed? Was it in Russia? What, what, what? In Russia, I okay. have been one hundred percent successful when I worked with Vladimir and with Yuleli and all of my good friends at the KGB. We had a good time working as fellow comrades. Okay. And then that that bourgeois president, what was his name, Reagan. It tears down the wall in Berlin, and all of a sudden we're supposed to be enlightened. Then I come to the U.S., and I discover that you've got a bunch of Marxists over here, too. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Gregory, thanks for bringing your perspective. And it, you, you haven't been to the show for a while. Are you doing okay? Doing wonderful. You're doing okay? Everything yes. is going well in your life? Very well. Okay. So what is one advice? I know you have to go. I know you have to go because you, you, want have, a, me to go. you have another appointment. I know you told me that before. You told me. I have um, an what, what is one secret or one piece of advice or lesson you have for, um, for our audience to succeed in business? 
Just one, because I know you had a big and successful career. Select that which is most important and never stop working to attain it. Okay, so you heard it here. Select w- one that is most important and never stop working to achieve it. Is that, did that I understand is, you correctly? That is correct. Okay, all right. Well, thanks, Grigori. Uh, I hope you come back again. Don't take a too long of a break. And, I'll be uh, nearby. You'll be nearby. Okay, can you send John in? I don't like John. Okay, you don't like John. Well, okay, I understand. I'll send him. Uh, he sent him in. And thanks, thanks for showing up. Hello, there you, there you go, everyone. Um, thanks for welcoming Grigori. And now, John, you back? Yes. I'm okay. Back. So let's talk about the six mastery skills that you that you need in business. Okay. They are uh, money mastery, sales mastery, marketing, management and leadership, professional mastery, and number six, John, is self love. So we're gonna leave that one for last because I okay. know you love that and yes. you, you you have a lot to contribute. So. What do you think money mastery is in business? Why yes. is it important? Why do why do we even care about it? Uh, what what is what does it even have to do with uh, success in business? Money mastery. What is this about? What do you think this is? I can only offer this guess. I would think that money mastery is understanding how money best works to achieve the objectives that you're trying to achieve in your success system. Okay. Uh, it isn't just about making money. Okay. It's about using it properly and putting it to work in the best way possible for you. Okay. Would it, would it be accurate to say that it's maybe um, money management system, such as accounting, uh, how much money coming in, how much money going out, accounting systems that creates a system of balance? Of and I checks think in, about, is that what you're referring to? And I think to? investing, too, and not just in terms of what we call the markets, but... I'll use an example. The podcasts that you and I are producing here involve investing in specific tools to help Mm -hmm. us better produce Mm -hmm. these podcasts. So mastering the money partly has to do with making the right kinds of purchase choices so that the tools that we obtain help us to achieve further and greater objectives as we move forward in the business building world. Okay. So it's making wise investments, mm-hmm. right? Wise investments in your tools, yeah. in the tools, in your business. And in your right. money and making um, it work. I know that you have had several businesses before. What I want to know is what was the worst investment you made? Oh. You know, like uh, maybe, maybe you lost money. And, you know, this is a Speak Brave podcast. So we are honest as much as we can. We reveal so much on this podcast. And some of it is comfortable, some is uncomfortable. But that's what makes me juiced up to talk about it. So... Go ahead. You go first. Well, the one that I lost the greatest amount of money in was when I got involved in affiliate offer marketing. Affiliate offer? What is that? That's where you're putting together a series of landing pages, creating squeeze pages. You're creating a lead magnet. Now, we've talked about lead magnets, and they are very viable, but if you don't have the right kind of training... And you understand the true costs associated in creating, for example, that landing page, maintaining that email system that allows you to capture those emails and then building that system of follow-up and at the same time having a product that when you put it in, you have, as you have talked about in the past, not just the initial capture of the email, but now you have those who might purchase the next stage of the process that you're offering And those who become your followers will be those who will purchase 
additional tools from you. They will go to the next level. They will broaden the purchase and they will take it to a higher level and your income will increase. Let me ask you a question. What hurt the most? The loss of the money. Loss of the money. Okay. A lot of money. Can you talk about it or I mean to the degree that I can say that you have one of two situations in life generally speaking. If you have the sense to know where to look for the answers so you can thoroughly vet mm-hmm. what it is that you're thinking about investing in, mm-hmm. you can know best how to put your money to work, understanding that even in the best of circumstances, you will from time to time fail and lose money, but yeah. you're going to have an opportunity to go back, retool that, yeah. start again, and make it work. Mm-hmm. Here, this was about going to people who we were supposed to trust to give us the best possible information, but every time they wanted to take it to the next level to, quote, better equip us to be successful, there was more pulling out the wallet, handing them a credit card. So you, if I understand this correctly, you you started, you wanted to start a business. Mm Mm-hmm. You wanted to start a successful business. However, mm-hmm. you didn't have a lot of business experience right. to get started. And you put your trust into this uh, snake oil salesman? I would say that would be a good description of them. Okay. And they have um, taken advantage of you? Very much so. And financial? Okay. And they're financially successful because they're still out there marketing today. I see okay. their ads on a regular basis. I'm sorry. Let the buyer beware. Yeah, buyer beware. And it's something that we can all learn um, to choose your advisors carefully, Mm -hmm. right? And and not to make too many decisions that are going to hurt you in the long run. The lessons that I've learned from those failures are simple. Yeah. Money in and of itself can be an outstanding partner with you in success. Yeah. And money can make you more money if you Mm -hmm. put it at the right place to work. Yeah. On the other hand, you can put money into something and you'll never see it again and you'll have nothing tangible to show for it. So this is where partnerships with individuals of like-mindedness and individuals of integrity Mm -hmm. create an opportunity to build something, but also you have a system in place that says, hold up for a second, let's take a closer look before we decide to move in that direction. Since you and I began working together in this mastermind just over two years ago, one of the things that's been consistent in the relationship, and I want to be sure to bring Dr. Diane Longstreet into Mm -hmm. that as well, is that we served to provide honest feedback to one another, but also checks and balances. And in the checks and balances, it was simply, Diane made a remark one time, says, use every means possible at your disposal that costs you nothing or little or nothing first. Absolutely. And that's what we've been working on as a small business, as entrepreneurs and small business owners, is I believe in the power of alliances. Mm -hmm. Alliances uh, with people that are already doing what you like to be doing, Mm -hmm. or maybe not necessarily doing what you like to be doing, but at the same level as you. Because you can connect with them quicker, um, maybe even have some kind of barter system mm-hmm. and learn from each other if they're generous enough to share. So, yes, I agree with that. Okay. And thank you for that honest Well, honest thank you reflection. for allowing me to share. Okay. So, number one is we need to talk, focus on money mastery. And uh, number two is sales mastery. 
Would you agree without sales, you're dead? I think everything about living is salesmanship. Yeah. If you're really seeking to be effective in whatever you're doing, even if you're doing it in an avocation, a hobby, yeah. in church, yeah. as well as in your business, you have to have some type of personality yeah. that lends itself to attracting people to you. Right. To me, that's right. salesmanship. And some of the previous episodes that I have had, I have series on sales, successful yes. sales. Successful I had, sales. Uh, talked about digital sales. Mm-hmm. I have talked about ABCs of sales. I have talked about uh, what the heck is a sales funnel? Do you remember that? That was one of my favorite. <laughs> no, oh, that was fun, a, fun with funnels. Fun with funnels. Yeah, that, that was a cute episode, and I love that. But it was a good one. It's and you one. also did some speeches on that in Toastmasters <laughs> meetings, and it was extremely interesting. I, I do really well. That you're beginning to master your artwork too, yes. by the way. Oh, artwork. Your okay. funnel. Oh yeah, the funnel. <laughs> it's coming. It's it. People can see it on YouTube and uh, can download that episode and share it with your friends, especially if you are small business owner or entrepreneur, um, go back and listen to the episode, fun with funnel, fun with sales funnels, and then also A, B, C, D, E of sales. Mm-hmm. So go back to that. We go deep. What is the sales process and what to expect? And I do want to mention, um, I had a background in business. Yes. As I have told you, I have a master's degree in finance and a bachelor's in economics. One of my very first exposures to the business world was in an internship at Prudential Securities. Did I tell you the story? Briefly. Yes. As I walked, my very first day, I walked into the office and I see all these cubicles. As I go through the, and the, I see all these brokers on the phone making calls to the clients. And one of the cubicles, cubicles that I walk by, I see this plaque. And that plaque has... Laid, left an impression on me for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And on the plaque, on that little quote, it said, nothing happens until somebody sells. Yes, and you've used that quote many times before. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's true. And what I've seen is you have to find a sales process that works for you. Yes. That works. Maybe mm-hmm. you don't call it sales. Maybe you call it the seduction process. Because people don't like to be sold to, but people like to be seduced. But it's seduced in a in a way that makes sense and moves your business mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. So yes, so master the sales process. That I'm sorry about that. I was, had to sneeze here quickly. Actually, the only people that noticed were the ones watching the video. Ah, well, let's let's keep moving forward and master the sales process that works for you. Listen to the podcast episode that we dedicated to sales, and there's many other resources that you can learn. But you have to. Do you ever? John, do you like to be sold to? Do you do you do you, you see this all this time? Uh, this Facebook ads and um, all these webinars and presentations where people are doing hard sales to you right from the beginning, and they asking for your money right from the start. How do you feel about that? That hard push sales that they want to get their money and run without first buying me dinner. How does it? Do you see me smiling? I don't know if you see smiling, but do you see that? I mean, I, and, and what is this? How can you create a sustainable business when you knock me over the head, say, okay, buy this product. It's only one payment of $997 or three payments of $575, but this is, will solve all your problems because I understand your pain and I see that you're struggling and that's what they do. And yes. I, I, I do you, but Personally, I feel turned off by that. Well, there's Do something I have that? to tell you. I, yeah. have to, I have to share this because 
I think most of the listeners can relate to this. Pause for a second. Do you enjoy sometimes setting down and watching good television, a, yes. good, a good dramatic series yes. or a good comedy or maybe a good motion picture sure. or something like that? Yeah. My wife and I have this great affinity for specific types of programming that we enjoy watching. Okay. We have, of course, a home DVR. Here's what I love about the DVR. We will record the program because we know that the program is on commercial television. In as much as it's on commercial television, there are always going to be what we call in the broadcast industry. And remember, I was in broadcasting years ago, although it was radio, not television. But one of the things that is familiar to those that have been in broadcasting is what they call stop sets. Okay, what does that mean? A stop set is a break in the flow of the program to allow for commercials to be put on. Now, in radio, a stop set can be 30 seconds, it can be a minute, it can be two minutes. A stop set is simply paying for the airtime mm, okay. and also paying for the programming that we're putting on. Those commercials are vital to the success of that station, just as commercials are vital to the success of a network. So the stop sets in TV are where you see all of these quick little 15 and 30 second commercials. And on some networks, particularly those that are proprietary to cable but commercial in nature, these stop sets can be up to five minutes in length. And you're sitting there through five minutes worth of commercials, and the whole time you're not paying, to the, paying attention to the commercials. You want them to shut up so you can get back to the story. So with DVR, you have that wonderful option to be able to fast forward through the commercials. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, you're still going to have to put up with the fact that you've got to watch those commercials pass by because you don't have the option to be able to press, jump, mm -hmm. start, yeah. press, jump, start. But you hate the commercials. Mm -hmm. But there is one rather interesting exception. There are literally hundreds of thousands of people every year in the late part of January or early February, depending upon how the schedule goes, who will watch the Super Bowl for the commercials. Yeah. Well, it's, it's it, number one, John. Super Bowl is a national right. We have to watch the Super Bowl, okay? And it's, it's a part of being an American. I don't see that anywhere in the Constitution. don't watch the Super Bowl... Do not even talk to me because this is the this is a part of a national pride. We export it all over the world, and this is the pride and joy. Oh my goodness! So, you are, you so are let's, you are so delusional. Let's 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 get back into the uh, flow of this. Well, okay. okay. So sales, we don't like being sold to. Generally speaking, no, no. unless something just jumps up there and it captures our attention. Yes. There's got to be a need. Yes. Yeah, so as we go through this. Six mastery skills that you need in business. Will we get the six we, done we, in time? We, we will will do we? the best we can. Okay. okay. So the first one was the money mastery. Right. And we know not to invest in some shady operations or shady smooth-talking salesmen. They want to separate us from our money. And we have to be calm and rational and allow mm -hmm. us to think about it. Not sign on the dotted line, but think in a bigger picture. Create alliances. That's number one. Number two, find a sales process that works for you. Yes. With your personality. Whatever your personality is, if you if you are thoughtful, engaging, be that. Mm -hmm. If you're pushy, be pushy. 
Just find whatever it works for you. Let me take it a step further, too. If you work for a company, find a company that you have a harmonious relationship with with regard to that sales approach. Because there are some companies that are extraordinarily aggressive in their selling approaches. So that that may not make you comfortable because that's not your personality. You have to find what works that is synchronous with you. So number third skill that you need to master in order to have success in business is marketing. Now, that's a tough one. Why is that a tough one? Tell me, what is your challenge? Finding, what you specifically have found? Finding the right set of tools and the right messaging to be able to have the deepest penetration and impact on the people I'm trying to reach. Hmm. And that even includes being able to correctly identify the market that I'm going for, the people that I'm trying to reach. So I'm still at this stage of my developmental process as a business person trying to be sure that I can nail down the general overall group of people that need to hear what I have to say. And that's a two-faced coin because on the one side, I need to know what their pain is that they need the answer for. But I also need to identify how to answer and address that pain. All right. So what you have found is one of the things that have helped me in my business is create a customer avatar. You heard about that? I've heard about it, but I yeah. really don't quite understand yeah. what that okay. is. It's it, it's an exercise. It's a simple exercise that gets you um, thinking in the direction of what does your customer want? What is their pain point? Um, where do they live? Is that a male? Is that a female? What is the age? What is the occupation? What is the educational status? What is the marital status? What do they think about? What TVs? They, what TV shows do they watch? What is what keeps them up at night? When they wake up at three o'clock in the morning, what is the pain point they're thinking about? Right. What is the problem they have that you will have a solution for? When you step into the shoes of your ideal customer. Mm-hmm. It may not be ideal customer because the profile and your portfolio of customers may vary. You know, it doesn't have to be all men or women or different ages. What is the pain? What is the pain that they have? And I think one of the best ways that I have found, you know, I'm a professional speaker. A lot of times when I go provide seminars to companies and nonprofits, I have a camera. I have a camera in the audience and in about few minutes into my speech, I start asking questions because I want to have a conversation with the audience. And I have priming, leading questions from the audience who can stand up and talk to me honestly. Mm -hmm. And I ask them about their pain points. I ask them, what is the biggest challenge you have? What is the biggest challenge you have with your boss even? I know I ask very provocative questions. And I ask their permission to record. And then when I look at the camera later at home or the office, I study the answers to my questions because the answers to my questions become my selling points. That's how I write my sales copy and that's how I market it because I listen to them very carefully. And if I see patterns over and over again, that becomes my solution because for the longest time, I didn't listen to my customers. So this is your sales avatar? Well, Sales avatar is you think about your ideal customer, you, you sit down with your business partner, with yourself or somebody you trust, and you think about it and you think, what do they, what is their ideal, what, what, is the, what, is, what is the day of your customer? What are they going through? What are they thinking about? What do they um, long for? What do they desire? What is their frustrations? And you go to where your customers are. 
and you listen to them. You go to Facebook groups, you go to networking events, you ask them, what is your challenge? And shut up and listen. And you build the marketing strategy from that. That's a very good point, by the way, too. The phrase that needs to be said more often. It's rather abrupt, but we really all need to work more on shutting up and just listening. Well, it's, 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 it's your choice. It's, yeah. If you want to be successful, you listen. If you don't right. want to be successful, you keep on talking. So, okay. So we so far covered money mastery, sales mastery, marketing strategy. Now, the fourth skill that I must address is management or leadership mastery. Mm-hmm. John, what the heck is management and leadership mastery in your interpretation as a skill set required to be successful in business? Uh, go. Time management is extraordinarily important for a person in business. And so you need to have a management style that you take the leadership and responsibility for your success as well as your failure. Mm-hmm. And then you take the opportunities that you get from those failures, you learn from them, you go back and you redo it. And in the management and leadership aspect of it, you understand that you're providing a service. Mm-hmm. And the greatest leaders are those who serve the needs of the greatest number of people. Okay, so you develop the management and leadership strategy. Let's just call it what it is. It's it's who you are as a person and how do you show up as a leader. Exactly. It's whether you're a person of integrity, what have you learned. Um, honestly, John. What are I doing with my time? What are you doing with your time and how do you lead people? I did mention before that one of the best lessons I have learned about who I am as a leader and as mm-hmm. a person, I learned it at church. Oh, yeah. Great yeah. place to learn. I was elected as a youth leader, youth pastor at a mm-hmm. local congregation. And one of my very first mistakes was, oh, look at me. I was elected as a leader of this congregation, even if just for kids and young professionals. And what I say goes, and I had my ego bloated to the size of Chicago. Been there, done that. And that's was a humbling experience. Exactly. Because people rejected and resented me and pushed back. And that's my, that failure taught me a lot who I am as a leader. Because it's not about you. you. Well, I'm glad you learned it's about from your it because a lot of people don't. Well, it's, it's how bitter is the taste of failure in your mouth? Mm-hmm. And what do you want to do with it? And I believe one of the greatest things you can do as a leader, nonprofit or in business situations, is just lead and fail. Don't be afraid. Just do it. One of the best things that I have heard and the recent seminar I attended about business is build the plane while you're in the sky. Wow. What? I've How can you that. build the plane while it's in the sky? I mean, well, this was directed towards someone who is procrastinating or thinking, okay, I need to get ready, write my business plan, I need to send it by the board of advisors, whoever small or big that is. But they never and get I'm it just done. Gonna wait. I'm going to wait again. I'm going to wait till next year. I'm going to wait until president. I'm going to retire. I'm going to wait until 2020. It never starts. It never happens. Never have, no, never gets to the ground. So one of the first things that you need to do, just start. Just do it. Learn mm-hmm. as you go. Yep. Fail, embarrass yourself. Well, no, you yourself and nobody's going to pay attention. You're you. a person who promotes that because you remind us of the importance. For example, you write every day. Even when you don't feel like writing, your general premise has always been, I need to write for at least every now. Even if it's write writing for day? social media. Right. Then the other thing that you also say is that you have to set aside and allocate time as much as possible to read, to yes. study, to well, grow, you need to, to learn. Write. You need to read and write um, if, if you're in a business. Or well, think about health. Yes. The doctor will tell you, 
you can have the right kind of diet. You can eliminate certain kinds of foods and everything. But the truth of the matter is, this is not just a matter of intake. This is a matter of output. And the output that you have has to do with, are you <gasps> yes. active? Are you yes. walking? Are you yes. doing things? Yes, so it's, input it's, and output. You're right. Okay. So thank you for that. Um, let's keep moving. So because we have a few more minutes and I want to cover the, the rest of the skills. So we covered money mastery, mm-hmm. sales mastery, marketing mastery. We touched upon management and leadership strategy and mastery. Now, the fifth one you need to have as a skill in your business is your professional mastery. And one of the questions that I have, and I want to make sure that you chime in on this and tell me your perspective is, you need to be a student of your craft, a master of your craft, and you never really arrive. One of the phrases you use quite a bit is your work in progress. Yes. No matter who you are, where you are, isn't it? What are your thoughts about this, about professional mastery? Well, first of all, taking my Toastmasters experience, I get asked that question all the time. I've been a Toastmaster over 30 years. I have two DTMs. I'm well on the way probably to a third. Is it about the DTMs? Is it about the awards and the recognition? There was a time in my life when maybe it was. But now it's becoming more of an understanding and accepting of the reality that the process of learning is an ongoing thing throughout the course yeah. of life. The, the most exciting life is the lifelong learning experience because in the learning experience, you get a chance to become more in tune with those things that you do well so that you can master those talents and those gifts. Right. And you also uh, associate yourself and align yourself with the individuals who are also masters in their particular skill set or their skills can complement your skills and you can team up. Yeah. So to me, professionalism is twofold one self-worth and that also would probably go to point number six you have to believe in who you are and that what you have is useful and beneficial and you have a gift to give Mm -hmm. but you are giving it as a gift you're not giving it as someone who is saying i'm just an authority you need to listen to me and do as i say there has to be a deeper professionalism there that shows that you have tact, respect, decorum. You take pride in your appearance. You continually learn. You work. You hone. Mm-hmm. You add tools. You keep learning and growing. And this becomes a part of the person that people see, whether you're doing business, whether you're with family whether you're associating with friends in a casual situation or whether you're speaking before a group of people at a civic organization or even in a church. To me, professional mastery is consistency of messaging by the individual in all phases of their life Mm -hmm. with no shred of hypocrisy. Well, I hope you were uh, taking notes, everyone, because that was... Gold and uh, major. Thank you. I, I, it's too nice. I, I cannot add anything to it. So I will move on to step number six, which is so we covered money, sales, marketing, leadership, professional mastery, and number six, which is neglected and forgotten because we don't get a lot of reminders about this, is self love mastery. You want to take this one, John? Only briefly to let you okay. know that in the early years as okay. a young adult, okay. I was extremely self-conscious okay. yes. and did not really feel that I was welcomed and accepted among okay. my peers. Self-love. So 
you 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 approaching this from a perspective of um, confidence and self worth mm-hmm. issue mm-hmm. or esteem uh, perspective, but I think there's more than that. I agree. Okay, so yes, you need to you must be on the journey of accepting who you are, mm-hmm. create an environment that you are loved and nurtured and challenged. But I also believe it's about your health. Absolutely, it's about your physical being more than ever because I have. I have some uh, issues I need to work through. Uh, you know, As my, do I. Yes. And if you don't take care of your health, your body, you're going to be good for nothing. And to and no one. You're just going to make yourself miserable and your life is going to be unfulfilling. And that's just going to yeah. exacerbate the lack yeah. of love for oneself. That's right. So we, may, we, we can talk about money, mastery, and sales, and marketing, leadership, professional mastery. But if we neglect ourselves and our bodies or spiritual needs, emotional needs, I believe our journey will be cut short. And I never really paid too much attention to it before until I surrounded myself with mentors who invested in my success and who remind me, not in a way that beat me over the head, but nudge me in a way about working out, eating healthy, and really accepting that lifestyle that self-care, self-love comes first. And I agree and that then, even then, though it's the yeah, sixth item yeah, on the list, yeah, okay. I think it should be the very first thing we should examine when yeah. we look at ourselves as becoming successful in whatever area of vocation and avocation we take yeah. part in. Okay. If we don't enter into that with the right mindset right. psychologically, with the right mindset from a health perspective, yeah. appearance perspective, and just a confidence, not an arrogance or a cockiness, but a confidence that I don't need necessarily your approval to know what I'm capable of doing. Yeah. I just need to realize what I'm capable of doing, be confident in the fact that I'm good at what I do, and understand not in an arrogant way, that if I let somebody tell me I'm not good enough, all I've done is given them power. Right. But I have to be the one to be responsible and to have the power over who I am and how I come across. Otherwise, I will be handicapped and debilitated and will underperform and fail more often than succeed. Well said, John. Thank you for bringing your input. And if you see Grigori, tell him we love him. He doesn't like me. Well, you you guys need to find a way to work out on these issues that's been going on for too long. I'm trying to get him to go see Bridge of Spies with me. I thought he might relate to that. Tell me how that goes. Um, Bring some snacks and popcorn. Um, Friends, Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and send this to your friends. We're available on iTunes, Teacher Radio, and SoundCloud. Um, Take us to your car. Take us on the plane. Take us to the space station. I know there's this podcast. It's going to be one of the first that's going to be available on the International Space Station. And thank you for being part of this tribe. And I will look forward to seeing you next time. And don't forget to speak brave.